All right, thank you, Anderson. I am Chris Cuomo, and welcome to Primetime. Looks like a subpoena storm is about to head down Pennsylvania Avenue. What do you say? Let's get after it. The White House is now officially stonewalling the impeachment inquiry. Several Democratic sources tell CNN that means it is likely time to stop asking and start demanding witnesses make their way to the Hill. That could include associates of Rudy Giuliani, State Department officials, including the former Ukraine ambassador who was forced out. She's still on the State Department's payroll. That could get uh, a little tricky. There could be pressure to stay home, just as Ambassador Sondland was ordered not to testify earlier this week. Meanwhile, for the first time, former VP Joe Biden called for the president's impeachment, did that today. Yet, We're seeing rumblings from a small but influential group of Democrats who think it would make sense for Speaker Pelosi to do what some Republicans want and hold a formal vote on the impeachment inquiry to help defuse GOP claims of unfairness. And as for the president himself, he danced around how much his people would comply even if he got the vote. A vote in the full house and the vote were to well, authorize. Yeah, would, you co- okay. would you cooperate? Well, we would if they give us our rights. It depends. Yeah, he also said he was going to testify no matter what. and He couldn't wait for it. Right. So is it the right thing to do or not? It certainly isn't required in the Constitution. And there are no House rules that say that. And the idea of precedent. I don't know that it's there, but let's discuss with a freshman Democratic congresswoman, Elisa Slotkin. Now, she serves in a swing district. She's got a really rich pedigree in the law and intelligence. She worked at the Pentagon, uh, Syria and the risks there we must also address as well. But let's start um, with this instant issue of whether or not to have a vote. Do you see it as a distraction or should it get some traction? I mean, I think I think it's a delay tactic, but I don't think the House of Representatives would have a problem passing a vote. I mean, I think some of what happened in the past couple of weeks was a bunch of folks coming out who hadn't come out before, like myself, um, saying that they would support an impeachment inquiry because of that very basic idea of the president reaching out to a foreigner and asking for information on an American citizen. So I don't think a vote is a hard thing to do. Um, I think it's a delay tactic. But if they need to have it, I, I'm, not, I'm not against it. But you know why they want it. A little bit is time. It's also design, right? That as soon as you announce the vote, now I stand up as a Republican and say, hey, what about my rights? Uh, well, who can I subpoena? Can I call any uh, witnesses here? Or is it just a Democrat show? Uh, this is totally unfair. And the president counsel will chirp up and say, what about us? Uh, can, can't we get involved the way Clinton was involved in 98? How do you handle that? I mean, I think it's important that the process is objective. I think it is important, and I have expressed this to other fellow members in the House in the past couple of weeks, I think it is important that we actually look at the facts and that we answer to the public that wants to understand what is happening. It can't just be a Washington conversation. This is a big deal to take the country through this, so it's got to be we bring the public along. And so for me, it is important that we do everything we can to demonstrate to people that it's about the facts and objectivity and not about some political, you know, grudge. You guys don't have any rules on this in the House, except that it says impeachment. By my reading, you tell me if you got something else, but it says that impeachment will follow the ordinary course of committee investigations. Now, the catch here for Republicans is they're the ones who changed the rules in 2015 to box out the minority. So now they're paying the price for their own change as you as you kind of go down that road of committee investigation here. Uh, How many of you do you think would want to change that to make it more fair? 
I don't know. I mean, you know, we're all home in our districts, and so everyone's scattered and back mm. home. So we haven't, that I know of, had a conversation as a caucus about it. Um, I do think, though, I mean, I've had a, three town halls in three mm. days this past week, and I heard from people over and over, and I took the feedback that it's important that they feel like it's an objective process. So I'm open to ways to make it more objective. Uh, let's play a little bit of what you've been hearing in the town halls. The issue that got to me was this idea that the president, uh, the most powerful man in the world, reached out to a foreigner, a foreign leader, and asked him to dig up dirt on an American, on a You got a little taste of what it's like to be one of us these days, uh, Congressman. Look, just for the record uh, for people, the idea of one of your constituents said he never said favor. Put up the transcript of the call. This is from the White House. OK, they gave us this. I'd like you to do a favor. You see the second clump of yellow. It's the first line. It's from the president. That is not a legitimate concern. But people aren't reading the transcript. That's the problem you're dealing with, Congresswoman. This isn't about the facts. It's about feelings, about fairness. And as you know, a lot of people believe you're all the same. What this president did is the industry standard. And who has the right to judge him when you all do the same stuff? Yeah, you know, I think, listen, obviously there's people who see both sides of these issue and issues and feel very, very strongly one way or the other. Um, what was interesting is in my town halls and not as um, sexy for the media to pick up is a lot of people who, you know, were there legitimately. They probably didn't agree with me, but they wanted to understand how I had made this decision. And they asked respectful and civil and decent questions. There was actually one woman who raised the specific issue saying, hey, he didn't say do me a favor. And the I said, ma'am, that's what is in the transcript. And she said, oh, okay, I stand corrected. So it may not get as much media attention, but there are a lot of people who are just seeing what the country is going through, trying to sort of understand why we're doing this and why it's important. Um, and that's the, those are the people that I'm interested in having a conversation with, even if we disagree. Hamilton warned us this can't be just about numbers. Impeachment has to be so big, so so flagrant that it draws bipartisan support. Otherwise, maybe impeachment isn't the right route. Now, let's uh, talk about something else that is getting bipartisan uh, upset right now in Congress and in the different agencies around this president. He said, I'm getting out of Syria. I promised I would. People want their boys and girls back home. Uh, right after he announced it, Turkey said we're moving in. We now expect a bloodbath. You know this situation so well. You worked on deconfliction in the area. How big a deal was the message the president sent and what happens now? Yeah, it's a very big deal. I mean, as someone who was at the Pentagon working on these issues, there are short-term issues and there are long-term issues. And the short-term issues are what's going to happen with the fight against ISIS. You know, there's still thousands of ISIS fighters running around that area. What's going to happen with all the ISIS fighters we have detained that are being held by these forces in northern Syria? You know, are they going to be broken out of jail? Are they going to be running around? What's going to happen to all the people who are leaving their homes and walking and running um, away from these towns and villages? That's the short-term impact. The long-term impact for me, um, frankly, is just as big a deal, and that's that the American handshake has to mean something, right? We went in there, four-star generals, colonels. We went into northern Syria. We talked to these Syrian democratic forces, Kurds and Arabs, and said, 
hey, we have a common enemy. It's ISIS. And we want to work with you to root them out, particularly of their capital, of their caliphate. And we're going to give you, you know, military support and advice and counsel, but we're going to need you on the front lines. And we shook their hands and they accepted and they went and they fought. And while Americans lost their lives in Syria, the number is less than 10. I believe it's six Americans, which is tragic. But compare that to them. They lost 10,000 people or upwards of 10,000 people. So to me, you know, the next time we go to fight somewhere and we don't want American men and women on the front lines, we want to work by, with and through a partner force. What is that partner going to say when they go and we out, you know, reach out our hand and say, come with us, fight with us. Let's do this together. If you're that partner force, you're thinking twice now because you've seen what happened in northern Syria. What's the chance of a fix given that after the president did this, you know, he's making calls to McConnell saying, hey, all our boys and girls are in line, right? Everybody's got my back. The Republicans have been angrier with him about this than anything I've ever seen him do. We can talk about whether or not it warrants it, but bad timing for him. Do you think that increases the chance that this policy changes? I mean, he's already changed it once. I think it's important to remember, you know, General Mattis, our secretary of defense at the time, resigned over this very specific issue. When the president back in December said, I'm going to pull back and let the Turks go into northern Syria, he then reversed his decision because of bipartisan pressure, right? We had Democrats and Republicans vocally um, coming back to the president saying no. And I think the Republican voice had a huge impact on him. Um, I was part of a group that wrote a bipartisan letter, and he reversed the decision. Um, And here we are, you know, less than a year later in the same moment. I don't know what's changed, but the the same impact is there. Um, I think that Republicans see the impact that this will have on future conflicts, just as Democrats do. And it's a national security issue. It's hard to see why he did this other than the idea that people want people to come home. But no one had been talking about it, but they sure are now. Congresswoman, thank you so much uh, for your perspective on two very pressing matters to the American people. Be well. Thanks. Thank you. All right. So if the House does do this vote on an impeachment inquiry, again, not in the Constitution, not in their own rules and the idea of precedent, squishy. What would the White House want? You know, what, what do they want out of this? What are the goalposts right now? What are the Republicans wanting? Why aren't we hearing more Republicans standing up for protecting this whistleblower? Isn't that what whistleblower protection is all about? One of the president's most vocal supporters is here to make the case. What is the perspective of Brother Schlapp? Next. Republicans now insist that the rules that they wrote to force compliance with congressional subpoenas are no longer fair. They want to vote. They want things to be more fair. They want changes. So does the president. Let's hear the case from Matt Schlapp. Good to have you, sir. Great to be with you, Chris. So help me understand uh, what is wanted now and why it is the fair and right thing to do. Uh, What is wanted now is that we... uh, would uh, have a Congress that would focus on the policies they ran on to get the majority in 2018. And that's what we should be focusing on. Instead, I think Congressman Green said it. In terms of impeachment. Yeah, I think Congressman Green said it the best, which is if they don't impeach him, Trump just might win again. And I think when it comes to impeachment. Might win even if they do impeach him. That when it comes to impeachment, I think the question is, let's get it started. If that's what they want to do. You go down to the floor of the House of Representatives, just like Republicans did with Bill Clinton, with some Democrats voting for them, by, the, by voting with them, by the way. And they start. Why is that vote so important that the Republicans took against Bill Clinton on the floor of the House of Representatives? Because it sets up the process, because the Constitution tells us this is the legal way that you that you can take a president 
and actually put them through a legal process about claims of that they violated the it's law. It's not a legal process. And, and a, the Constitution doesn't say that. Yes, it does. It is not a legal process. It is a political is. process. It, it is, is the, not a legal process. Let, let me, it let is let a me, political let, process. Let Go me ahead. just say, I believe that their impeachment is imbued with politics. I agree with that. But the reason it's in the Constitution is because there has to be a remedy for a president who's the most powerful person in our government when there is wrongdoing. And it's, of course, for impeachment of all federal officers. Yeah, for anybody, not just presidents. And, but the let, president me, answer, but let me try to answer the question, which is the reason why you need the vote on the floor of the House of Representatives, it sets up the process by which the person who's claimed to have broken the law also has rights and has the ability to call witnesses, to subpoena, to, to call, uh, to, to subpoena documents. So just like Bill Clinton had the ability to have that process, to cross-examine those who were making charges, mm. um, a whole legal pro- uh, process is established with that vote. What Nancy Pelosi All right, is but hold doing on one is let's take, it, let's take it a step at a time. Not now, allowing to have that process. Let's take it a step at a time. One, of course. you're early. Okay. Unlike with Nixon and with Clinton here, Congress has to do the investigating to figure out. Uh, Absolutely. Hold on. Why did Joe Biden say? Hold on. With Nixon, you had a grand jury in place. With Clinton, you had the star investigation. When those were over, they both turned to the House. That's when to use something that's more recent for people with Clinton, one star was done. That's when they had their vote. And then Starr came in, and that's the only person Kendall and co. was able to deal with. They didn't right. call their own witnesses. That was for the Senate, not let, the House. Let me try. Let me try to explain why this is different. Okay. The reason this is different is you just showed a clip, and Anderson Cooper just showed a clip of Joe Biden saying the president should be impeached. Nancy I didn't show Pelosi, it. it was Anderson. Right. Nancy Pelosi has said over and over again, the president needs to be impeached. Mm-hmm. These Democrats aren't saying, oh, we need to start a, a process by which we consider whether the president should be impeached. Nancy Pelosi said that for a year and a half. She's now saying he should be impeached. They're all saying he should be impeached. Nobody, nobody in the Democratic caucus is saying, look, my mind is open. I don't know whether he should be impeached, but let's start uh, a process to investigate him. They're not doing that. You they have, a, you that. have a handful of holdouts, and you have a lot of people who say that they're open and they want investigation. And frankly, not, not in the what's, leadership. What's holding up the investigation is your side. That's not they true. They won't comply. No, no, no. And, this well, is it's uh, absolutely true, Matt. No, they won't comply. no. There's never been a president who's been investigated. Absolutely, every minute of his presidency, like Donald Trump, doesn't mean that he's complying. Post- he's not complying. He's completely complying. What are you talking about? They just completely they just complying. recalled the ambassador. They won't give people up. They had Corey Lewandowski playing, you, claim that he had executive privilege. They're not. Did complying. you? Uh, the, the, let's take him step by step. The yes. ambassador was not allowed to testify because there's been no vote on the floor of the House of Representatives. But that's not that a ambassador. Let me finish. That ambassador had no ability to bring a counsel with him. That ambassador ambassador had no idea what the rules of the road would be for this investigation. Look, the Democrats won the majority. They have the right to play the politics. As you said, impeachment is politics. Okay, let's go there. They have the right to do this. But if they Who do gave it them in the a right? way... Who the gave American them the right people. to do it this way? The American no. people. Who gave them the right to do it this way? The American people no. gave them the majority. No. Yes, they the did. The Republicans gave them the right to do it this way when you changed the rules That's in 2015. Right. That's not it's right. It's absolutely right. No, it's not you right. You got sick of Obama no. delaying your requests no. and your subpoenas, no. so no, you changed the rules. This I'm is sorry. a matter of fact. I'm sorry. Those rules can be changed by a majority of the House. Yes. And so Nancy Pelosi can Wait, hold on, Matt. Are you saying they can which... be changed? Yes. Are you saying they were not yeah. changed by the Republicans? 
Uh, I'm taking your word for the fact that the Republicans. <laughs> they were they changed to, in 2015. After they had to hold uh, Obama's attorney general, Mr. Holder, in contempt of Congress. And so it's he the same situation. To turn over documents. So now Look, you have a White House that won't comply, but you get, want the Democrats to change the rules Chris, to make it I'd love to easier. battle with you. But let's get to the bigger picture. The Democrats just are in a position that the Republicans were in with uh, Bill Clinton. It, the American people perceived that the Republicans were being too aggressive and too partisan. And so what ended up happening in the next uh, election in 1998 is the Republicans lost a lot of seats. If the Democrats look like they're being too partisan, nah, that goes not both ways. But then process, they wound up winning the election. And they, the won, second, they wound up winning the, the presidential election. Piece, Some say that was payback for Clinton. The, and the second piece is that. Uh, both Nixon, who was not impeached but would have been, and Clinton, who was impeached, mm -hmm. they had just won their second terms. There was not another time for them to be on the ballot. We are literally right in the heart with a year away of a presidential campaign. If these Democrats want to beat Donald Trump, just beat him. You're a year away. Why would you put the country through this? The answer is it's the only way they can beat him. And you have congressmen who are honest enough to say that over and over and over again. Ooh. It's the scandal. What Democrats congressman say we Green. have to do this, otherwise we'll lose Congressman to Green, I'd, I'd, I'd love to show you the clip. I'll send it to you right oh, you when got we're done one, with you this. You got one member of Congress. You have Nancy Pelosi. You say she's been wanting to impeach. She was slowing them down. She was she, slowing them down. Nadler and she had all she, this conflict about she, whether or not to do this. She Look, she seemed reasonable for a period of time. Now, I think she seems hell-bent on impeaching the president, no matter what is turned up. If you say they have to go through these investigations and these committees and they're waiting for something to turn, to turn up, why are they all saying you should be impeached? Every leader, Adam Schiff, Jerry Nadler, Nancy Pelosi, Jim Clyburn, all these presidential candidates are like, we must but they impeach don't have the man. To look, I hate to use your own argument on you, but... The Constitution doesn't shot. say it, and there is no law or procedure that says they have to do what you want. No, and no, no, so no, they no, don't no. have to do it, just like That's the president right. saying, and I don't have to turn over my Chris, taxes. Chris. And he's saying, I don't have to comply with congressional investigations, which may get him impeached, by the I'll way. I'll let you ask your question, and I'll, and I'll give my answer. The Democrats were given the majority by the American people. Yes. They can handle themselves in office any way they want. My only point is, is that if it looks like they're being too partisan and they're not allowing ambassadors to be uh, deposed with lawyers and such, that to me, that's almost well, un-American. Having counsel, and is, the, a, if I having counsel now, is a good if, issue. No, let's take I, it one by one. Having okay. counsel is a good issue. The idea of due process during an investigation, no defendant gets to have a hand in their own investigation. You know, and you do no, have Republicans no, present no, in all these committees. Asking. We're not asking for the defendant to be able to set up what the process is, but the defendant needs to know what the process is. I'll give you an example. Nancy, the normal place where impeachment would go would be the Judiciary Committee. For some reason, Nancy Pelosi has issues with Jerry Nadler. I do not know what they are. They're both, uh, they've been in the House for a long time. In her latest iteration of where, who would look at this uh, process of impeachment, it was the Foreign Affairs Committee, it was the Judiciary Committee, yeah, she and didn't the want Intelligence to, She didn't committee. want it, because they think it's going to be more expeditious if you let I the think, committees who have been looking look, to continue to look. I, I understand. They're trying to, this is impeachment in pursuit of a crime. I do agree with that. But the question but is this, why not allow, why, if, if you, why not just pick one committee? It could be a special committee, it could be a select committee. Pick one committee, right, with a dedicated staff. That staff will have plenty of lawyers. Those lawyers will work out these subpoenas and what information flows back and forth with the White House. That is the way it worked with Bill Clinton. Nobody likes it. It was nothing They'll run like up this against with Bill each Clinton. other. You had an independent nothing counsel. Nothing like it. You're completely right. You had nothing an independent was, counsel. So you did had we. an investigation For two going and on. A half Not years, on this. Yeah, that's Not untrue. on this. That's untrue. 
I what do you mean untrue? You, Mueller didn't un- look at this. That is untrue. Okay, so Chris, if you say that this has nothing to do with the Mueller investigation and the Russia hoax, what is the crime they're specifically going to write an article of impeachment on? You tell me what the Listen, crime is. Here's what I'll tell you. What's the crime? There tell me. There is no need. There's no crime. For a crime. There's no need for There's a no crime. crime. You know who tries crimes? Prosecutors and courts. Not for presidents. You know what impeachment not is? Not for presidents. There is Read no the carve out. No, it's not in the Constitution. It is. It's in it is. one legal opinion from the Office of Legal Counsel that Which says a, a sitting president can't opinion. be indicted. But That's it's not in the Constitution. Do you know Matt? who wrote that Don't opinion? Don't confuse the two. Do you know who wrote that opinion? A Democrat Obama appointed I know, but it's never been on the D.C. Circuit. Impeachment is it for political crimes of Look, abuses either of power. Way, either way. If Why you didn't want- they list murder? Why didn't they list kidnapping (laughs) along with treason and bribery? I'm going to answer your questions. The reason why our founders, in their wisdom, Mm -hmm. thought this was the right way to handle this was because when you are elected, and Donald Trump was elected just a couple of years ago, and he's yes, going to be on the I ballot remember. again in a year. So the American people are going to get to have their say. If True. you don't like Trump, you get to write checks to his opponents. You get to if vote against him. it's about not liking him, it's for an election. It's for an election. But the problem they have is that even if you're right that the president could be tried in court, there's no crime Name if there the were crime. a crime, it would be right. prosecuted if. in the criminal justice if. system. There is Impeachment no crime. is for removal of people in office in a position of trust for, for abuse of their power. For Read crimes. Federalist Paper 65 from I Hamilton. Have. He says in caps, it's political rusty, crimes. Political my, crimes. My copy is dusty. My point is, is this. What you're trying to do is say to give cover for the fact that the Democrats can be as political as they want because our founders thought that was fine. That is not no, true. They what thought the opposite. The founders what, what, said if this what, is just about raw numbers, then it's a mistake. And if the, it's just about the majority forcing it through, it's a mistake. Impeachment is not the path for political disagreement. Which is why it was smart. For the Republicans, right. to, when they voted on the impeachment on the floor of the House of Representatives, which Nancy Pelosi is refusing to do, to have Democrats along with them for the vote. Nancy Pelosi said all along, we will not do this without Republicans in the House. She doesn't have They haven't Republicans done it yet. They're the still House. investigating. But Matt Schlapp, they I appreciate you making the case. There is no they're, investigation They're definitely going investigating. On. That's what and they're calling And there is no it. crime. <laughs> we'll see what they have. I want you to have. tell me. Tweet me later. What is the crime? There is no I crime. You name some, it. I'll, I'll call you on the phone. I don't believe you need a crime, but they have to reach a very high bar. Otherwise, I like this, this is not You're admitting it. they don't have a crime and they can impeach him anyway. No, I'm that's saying, honest. I, I would argue that all day long. I think that's what impeachment's about. I think that courts in, in the criminal justice system are for crim- crimes. I think this is for abuses of public trust. They may be crimes. They may not. Matt Schlapp, thank you very much. I thank appreciate you, it. Thank you, Chris. Be well. All right. The president, I'm going to argue more about this in the closing. I anticipated this would come up. The president said today, no one respects the FBI more than he does. I don't think Andrew McCabe is going to buy that. What does he see in these latest developments? And investigatively, what's the through line for the Democrats to keep in mind and for all of us? Next. Now, all this talk about having a vote and resisting could come with a price. The president and his team could see more subpoenas coming, but it's important to remember they're different than criminal subpoenas. Person who knows the difference is Andrew McCabe of FBI fame. Good to have you with us. What's the difference? Well, the difference is it's highly unlikely that anyone who refuses to comply with a congressional subpoena is going to be locked up and hauled off to jail. And that's basically the difference between the two. And that's why it's a better gamble for this president. However, 
could wind up being the basis for an article of impeachment against him. But that's not his play. His play uh, is to delay this and blow it up into something else. And that takes us to the big question. They like this and it's a good political tactic. But I think that with time it will weather. You don't have a big enough crime, Andrew. You don't have a big enough crime to um, to advance impeachment. And that's the standard high crime. Your take. I'm not so sure that's true, Chris. I think that um, we have a very, very serious allegation in front of the president. It hasn't changed over the course of this, uh, this scandal so far, right? It is that the president used his powers uh, of, of foreign diplomacy for his own benefit by soliciting mm-hmm. uh, campaign dirt on his or dirt on his campaign rival. Uh, with every witness that they end up talking to, every piece of evidence, whether it's the memo from the phone call or it's the transcripts of the diplomats that were involved in it, everything that they've seen so far supports that central allegation. Now we have a second whistleblower. Now we have reason to believe there are people inside the White House who are just as concerned by the call. The further they go into this investigation, they may not uncover any new core allegations, but they will further support and shed light on that thing that we've been pursuing from the beginning. And that makes it a much stronger case. Here's the difference between this world and the world you were in, though. This ain't legal. This is political. I don't know why Matt Schlapp kept saying it's legal. It's not legal. It's an entirely political process with some legal trappings. But even if you get it over to the Senate, because the House is only responsible for basically an indictment, the trick here, Andrew, is if you don't have a big crime to hang it on, you're not going to get buy-in from people, even though this new Fox poll came out saying that he's over 50% in terms of people thinking that the inquiry is justified. But if they don't have a big crime... You're not going to get bipartisan buy-in. You're not going to get removal. And then it asks the question that the founders asked. Is impeachment the right path if you're not going to get bipartisan buy-in? All good questions, Chris. And you are absolutely right that the Democrats have a huge burden to carry right now in terms of convincing the American people that they are onto something righteous and real and proven and also convincing their colleagues in the Senate. I think the odds of them convincing the Senate to remove the president, even if they pass articles of impeachment, are incredibly long under any circumstances. But it seems that the Congress is taking the principled stance. That is, they think that this president has placed our Constitution under assault. He has challenged their oversight. He's challenged the subpoenas. He's challenged their ability to move forward and hold them accountable. And they are going to do their job and go forward with this inquiry and return those articles of impeachment if, in fact, they think they're there. At that point, they've met their responsibilities under the Constitution and good for them. Andrew McCabe, thank you very much for giving us a little clarity and a very foggy process. (laughs) Sure. Pleasure to be here. Look, you know, that's the way you see it right at home. Not Andrew. He's smart as hell. He gets it all. But for the rest of us, Impeachment might wind up helping the president. Why? Because this is about politics and the perception is often the reality. Is it fair? Is it not? Is it a big enough deal or is it not? Independent Senator Angus King is wrestling with exactly this. He would be a juror in any trial in the Senate. How does he see the stakes here? And how does he see the stakes in Syria? Why did the president do this now? He'll explain his take next. In case you're wondering what President Trump's defense is for pulling troops out of Syria and ignoring bipartisan outcry about abandoning our allies, here's it. They didn't help us in the Second World War. They didn't help us with Normandy, as an example. They mentioned names of different battles. They were there, but they're there to help us with their land. With all of that being said, we like the Kurds. 
What? Let's get to independent senator uh, from Maine, Angus King. Uh, maybe that makes some more sense to you. I don't know what he was talking about there, the, our, our president. I mean, Sorry, how I big... Help you, Chris. Well, you, that's the first time. We've known each other a long time, Senator. The stakes in Syria. He has never had Republicans come at him the way he is right now over this. Are you hearing about any potential change in posture? He went back and forth on this before with Mattis. I haven't heard of anything, uh, you know, Lindsey Graham and a lot of the Republicans have been very strong this week, and I think correctly so. Lindsey said he had 95 votes. I'm one of those votes. Uh, but I haven't heard any indications. The president's kind of waffled over the last couple of days and indicated if Turkey does something bad, he'll respond. But uh, uh, this is one of the worst uh, decisions uh, that I've seen a uh, uh, one of our leaders make. Uh, I, I can't remember when. It was procedurally sloppy morally reprehensible and strategically dumb. I mean, there's nothing good about this decision. This is a gift to Putin, to Iran, uh, to well, Turkey, to Assad, and to Well, let's talk about ISIS. that, because why he did it is hanging out there is a big question mark. Why do this right now? We hear uh, that there is an idea in the air that uh, Iran made a deal with Putin. And I, I'm sorry, Turkey made a deal with Putin. Uh, and that... Now, President was uh, Trump was on the phone with Erdogan and maybe there was a deal there as well. And that's why this is happening. Do you know anything about any of that? Not nothing whatsoever. And, and, you know, this is the second presidential phone conversation that is of intense interest. We don't know what was said. What we do know is that's virtually the only input that the president had to this decision. Uh, I haven't heard of anybody in the administration, the State Department, the Defense Department, that knew this was coming. People from the Defense and State Department were talking about the policy of maintaining this kind of buffer zone in American presidents, uh, presence in, in northern Syria on Saturday. The phone call came on Sunday, and now we're in the mess that we're in, uh, leading, hopefully not, but quite easily to a massacre. And if that happens, the blood is on our hands. And, uh, you know, who, Chris, is going to answer the call the next time we, we need help in the world? This isn't America first. It's America alone. And the Kurds died for us. They lost 11,000 people in the fight against ISIS. They were the point of the spear of this coalition. And to turn our backs on them and leave them to the tender mercies of the Turks is just it's just unbelievable. But it's going to have ramifications. As I said, it's morally reprehensible because we turned our backs on people that put their lives on the line for, for this country in the fight against ISIS. You say 95 Secondly, votes in though, the Senate. What if you have, Senator, what if you have 100 votes in the Senate? What can you guys do? Well, we could impose we, we, one thing that Lindsay is talking about is imposing uh, severe sanctions on Turkey if they in, indeed overplay their hand. Now, you know, they came in today with artillery and, yep. and air power. That's not exactly something that's going to discriminate between fighters and, and civilians. So that's not very encouraging. I mean, that's one possibility. Whether that would uh, uh, slow Erdogan down, I really don't know. I kind of doubt it. He's been itching to go after the Kurds in northern Syria for years. And what bothers me, I said at the beginning, a sloppy process. As I say, the president, as near as I can tell, the only person he consulted with on this was Erdogan. Uh, you know, and that's not a good way to make American policy. We're going to have to live with the ramifications of this decision for years. Uh, of course, then if you pass some sanctions, the question is, what if the president uh, refused 
to have them put into effect? What if he were able to play a role there? And how all of this will cascade into what you're looking at with Ukraine? Because if you think about it, the Republicans are much more angry at him now uh, when he needs them most. He's supposedly been making calls to Senator McConnell uh, to say, hey, do we have all our ducks in a line there? Do you think that the disgust and the outrage at the decision with Syria may redound to being against his interest in the Ukraine impeachment matter? I think it possibly could. I, I, I don't know. I, I think, I mean, I can't read the minds of my colleagues, but I think they'll try to distinguish between the two. But I think uh, this Both may are about wake abuses up of power. Uh, some people that that's right. And I, and I think some people may say, uh, you know, this is a dangerous situation. Chris, you know, the airwaves have been full of this discussion. You had your uh, Mr. Slap talking about politics and everything. But this is a really grave situation. I've been a conservative on impeachment. For two years, I've been saying, let's do the election. Let's not go through this thing that will divide the country. But on the Ukrainian thing where you have a president of the United States using the awesome power of that office and, in effect, our country to enlist a foreign country in his reelection campaign, I got to the point where I said, I just can't blink at that. I can't, in, 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 to, to honor my own oath to the Constitution, I can't just say that doesn't justify at least being investigated. And there's a lot of confusion. The word impeachment, the impeachment in the House is, you mentioned it earlier, it's like an indictment by a grand jury. It's not the final determination. It's not the due process. The trial is in the Senate. That's where you have combating witnesses or depositions. They use depositions in the, in the Clinton case. But uh, the idea now is for the House to gather the information. And the president basically is taking, as far as I'm concerned, a, a novel legal position. On the one hand, they're saying a president can't be indicted and tried. And now they're saying... But he also can't be impeached because we don't like the process. Well, right. if you go to the Constitution, it's basically two sentences. It says the House has the sole power of impeachment, period. It doesn't say anything about witnesses or how it's supposed to work. And then later on in Article 1, it says the Senate shall try impeachment. So the Chief Justice, if the president's the one being impeached, the Chief Justice is the, is the, is the uh, chief judge of the impeachment trial in the Senate. And by the way, impeachment is for any federal official who is uh, who uh, misuses their uh, abuses their yes. power abuses their office and the framers were obsessed with the idea the concern of foreign interference in our affairs the federalist papers are full of it madison's notes of the constitution the constitution itself no you can't have a title the emoluments clause all about trying to be sure foreign interests weren't engaged in our in our campaign and here we have the president on the record he produced asking the president of the Ukraine to do his bidding on an investigation of what, at the time anyway, he thought was his principal opponent. A damning uh, I don't know uh, situation you on can't its face. Just, you got to say you got to have that. Somebody's got to investigate mm -hmm. that. And that's Something, what's happening We've got to get right to the now. bottom of it. We'll see where it goes, Senator. And when it comes right to now. your lap, that will be a true moment in history. Uh, the senator has an op-ed about it right now with a reminder from Abraham Lincoln that these are the times that will light our way to the next generation what we do now is how we will be remembered. Senator, thank you very much for being on the show. It's great to have you. Thank you, Chris. Right. Glad to chat with you. All right. The senator just gave us a great idea for what the closing argument is about, all right? This is so confusing. I know it is. There are arguments coming at you from all these different directions. 
Let's make an argument that clarifies the things that matter here and a factual basis for the same. What do you say? Let's get after it. Next. We now know this president's argument for bucking almost every request from Congress. And here it is in the letter. The current proceedings are nothing more than an unconstitutional exercise in political theater. Unconstitutional. This is what the Constitution says. Article 1, Section 2. All right. The House of Representatives shall have the sole power of impeachment. That's it. Congress can do it in the House and they do it the way they want. And then there is this. Your contrived process is unprecedented in the history of the nation and lacks the necessary authorization for a valid impeachment proceeding. Well, we just told you the Constitution is the source and there is no requirement in the House rules and there really is no past precedent. Why? The other cases were very different. Specifically, there were investigations ongoing. There was a grand jury in Nixon. There was the Starr investigation in Clinton. So that all went on before the House took over and had their vote. Here, the House is doing the investigating. So during an investigation, what defendant gets rights to be part of that investigation? What about confronting your accuser? Sure, that's in the Constitution, but it would come at trial. And that comes in the Senate, not before. As for the Republicans and what they want, their real enemy is them. The only relevant mention of how to impeach in House rules says that the ordinary rules of committee investigation apply. The reason the minority in Congress doesn't have subpoena power as they would like is because the Republicans changed the rules when they were in power in 2015. Schlapp didn't know or he didn't want to respond to it, but it's the truth. Also, this where is the big crime that you need for impeachment? It's a great political argument, but similarly unfounded in the Constitution. Article 2, Section 4. The president, vice president, all civil officers of the United States shall be removed from office on impeachment for and conviction of treason, treason, bribery, other high crimes and misdemeanors. What does that mean? Hamilton told us in Federalist Paper 65, this is about political crimes of those in positions of trust. Look, The point of impeachment is to punish political offenses that abuse power to such a degree that removal is unavoidable. And that is the smart part of the president's attack. It makes it look like the Democrats aren't being fair. And that should be a concern to Democrats, even if the president's bases are flawed. Hamilton warned that impeachment must be based on abuses so flagrant that it inspires bipartisan appeal. It's a high bar. And Democrats should think about how they proceed because the Senate trial is not the only place where fairness matters. This idea that you don't have to do something so you won't do it, that's the same disposition of recalcitrance that Democrats oppose in this president when it comes to transparency on his taxes and compliance with their investigations. So for them, they should have a guide of being better than what they oppose. And lucky for them, the bar has been made decidedly low. That's the argument. Now, The U.N. is facing its worst cash crisis in nearly a decade. Did you know that? The United Nations. Guess who owes a lot of money? Its biggest member. Guess who that is? Bolo. Be on the lookout for a fresh round of hypocrisy. Next. Bolo time. Be on the lookout. President Trump loves to take digs at other countries for not paying their fair share. And now the United Nations is in big financial trouble. And guess who owes the most? Us. More than a billion dollars. 
and our debt goes back years. Things are so bad, the U.N. nearly ran out of money to open the General Assembly debate last month. So be on the lookout to see if this president leads by example and pays Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking, Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash callmecountry. Max subscription required.